Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Paul Maskill. Paul, you're a small business advocate. You're the founder of the Ultimate Freedom Mastermind, and you're the host, your fellow podcaster of the Business Owners Freedom Formula Show. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Super excited to be here, Josh. Thanks for the opportunity. Paul, you hail from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Tell me why you love living in Raleigh. I love living in Raleigh because I used to live in the Midwest. I grew up in Michigan and then- Hey, uh, me too. There you go. So you live in Orlando, you escape the cold. Uh, (laughs) Growing up in Michigan, you didn't really realize that you could live elsewhere where you didn't have to deal with winter for like six or eight months out of the year. So uh, (laughs) after living in Chicago post-college, I realized that uh, the the six to eight month winters and like two to three month summers were just not for me. So I love the weather. We still have four seasons. I love being closer to the mountains, closer to the beach. Uh, And people are just a lot happier down here than up north. Sorry to say for anybody in Michigan or the Midwest. I love my friends and, and family in the Midwest. My grandma lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, but yeah, again, for me, uh, I'm much happier when I get a little bit more sunshine. And so, uh, but the people, the people in Michigan are wonderful. Where were you in Michigan? Uh, so I was, I was born in Detroit and then we moved up north just south of Flint. So I grew up just south of Flint, like 10 minutes from Flint. And then nice. uh, went to University of Michigan, got a finance yeah. degree and then got out of there. And that was... 13 years ago. What'd you do with your finance degree? Uh, Not much. (laughs) So (laughs) I got a finance. I paid a lot of money for it is what I did, Josh. Uh, And then here it is, born on my wall. (laughs) Exactly. It it helped me realize what I didn't want to do for the rest of my life. So it was very valuable. So I actually went and sat in a cubicle for three years in Chicago uh, through the Great Recession. Uh, I probably still use it every day because I love numbers. I love, you know, using all the spreadsheet knowledge and systems and processes, but uh, I am not going to work for any financial institution for the rest of my life. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. So uh, at what point then professionally did you start getting the bug that, that perhaps you wanted to go out on your own? Yeah. So probably, so I got hired in 2007 at the peak of the economy. Everybody was happy and the finance world was going great. And then shortly thereafter, I saw just people after, you know, just, Dozens and dozens of people on my floor get laid off and, you know, tens of thousands within Chicago and all, obviously all over the world. Uh, so to me, I was always confused of why did everybody tell, tell me like this is the gold standard? This is what we should be doing. We should go to the corporate world, do that for 40 years and try to get the corner office. And to me, it never really made sense, but I didn't know really anything else. Uh, and then probably like six to eight months into it, I just realized I wasn't making an impact. I'm really just serving these shareholders, trying to make them more money and trying to hit our quarterly earnings. And then I started watching all these people lose their jobs and their life was so leveraged based on this one job. To me, it didn't seem very secure to like basically have your own business and have one client. And if that client fires you, you're out of business. So yeah. You know, probably definitely within the first year. And then I really just had to, being a finance person, I really wanted to make sure I had my finances straight and before I did take that leap. So I left Chicago after three years and haven't looked back. 
Wow. So your first business was what? So we ran, uh, so kind of backstory in that. So when I, when I quit my job, I said, I'm just going to do something I love, really don't care how much money I make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always played sports. I was a coach. You know, I ran junior golf programs at the golf course where I worked at. I coached my high school golf team. Uh, so we ran after school golf and tennis programs for elementary kids. Loved it. Wow. It was awesome. Uh, I spent way more hours doing that than my previous cubicle job. But at first I thought this is great. Like I'd rather do this like 60 hours a week and hang out with kids and make an impact and serve the community. And like everybody I see at work is excited to be there because it's either kids or people that are coaching kids. Uh, we ran summer camps, after school programs, uh, parent child events, that kind of stuff. So that was, that was my first foray into business. I you know, I didn't really necessarily know what I was doing, but I knew that that was still way better than uh, sitting in a cubicle and kind of rotting away, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And then you, so you founded a company, uh, looks like in 2015, Simpler Home. Uh, what what was that? Yeah. So that was kind of, so I sold my previous company in mm-hmm. uh, end of 2015. And so I was wondering what should I do next? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Simpler Home was an e-commerce store. We sold we basically sold two different things. So we've made handmade wooden things in, in my garage. So originally wow. I was making them by hand, kind of different types of containers, shoe containers, coat racks, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, it was just something that I enjoyed and then it started to scale. So then we started sourcing it from a vendor. Uh, and then we started selling some stainless steel products through Amazon, sourcing it, kind of doing the FBA thing. That was when the FBA thing, at least that was when I first heard about it. So we started sourcing some products from India as well. Uh, but I realized I just didn't love e-commerce. I thought I would, and I think I probably followed, you know, the, the, the pros of it. Oh, maybe you don't need a lot of employees and it's all kind of hands off. But what I realized was I really just love the human interaction of service-based businesses, whether it's building a team or interacting with your customers and clients, like on a actual in-person level, or even on zoom, you know, now, uh, I just realized that the e-commerce thing wasn't for me. So that was kind of a project me and my wife started up after we sold uh, our golf and tennis business and then uh, realized that just just doesn't cut it from a passion standpoint. I just didn't love it. So you run uh, or you're a part of or owner of several local businesses then uh, and, and you must be a busy guy. Yeah. So I, tr- I try to stay productive. I say like busy, everyone's busy, but very few are productive. But uh, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to avoid the bright, shiny objects. But as you know, being an entrepreneur, the further along in your journey, there's more opportunities. You say, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could right. do that. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> you uh, could. So, yeah. So it's almost like you need to prove to yourself that you can do it because you know you can do it and you know you can do it better than somebody else. So uh, I a couple of years ago, I bought an existing dog walking pet sitting business because I told myself, I can do this. This is kind of like my other business, except with pets instead of kids. Uh, and I could do it. So we scaled that up. I put a bunch of employees in place and then eventually actually just sold it at the beginning of this year to one of our key employees. Uh, so now what I do, I mean, the only local business I have right now at the moment, uh, I'm a partner in a landscaping company. So that was just kind of a, originally it was just a client of mine where I was helping them with systems and processes. And eventually they said, we need you to just like come in and be kind of our operations person. So I'm a partner in that company. And then I spend most of my other time, at least work time, uh, serving small business owners. Um, and so tell me about then your, uh, your uh, starting your own personal brand as an advocate coach and owner of your, well, self, self-named brand, paulmaskill.com. 
Yeah, I would say uh, it's harder than what people will tell you uh, mm. because, you know, obviously people only share their highlights online. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it, it, what, I, what I finally came to the realization of is I needed to treat it like a real business, like I've treated mm. all my other local businesses, even mm. though it's not local. Uh, and that really just means you got to be all in. It's not, you know, you can't just throw up some Facebook ads and let that do its thing. Facebook ads might be great, but you really need to run it just like any other business. So it's been a journey. Uh, I started out doing one-on-one coaching and then I realized uh, a couple of things. One, you know, I just couldn't impact as many people as I wanted. It was draining uh, and it really just wasn't affordable for a lot of my, I, the people I love working with the most, which is small business owners. So yeah. in order for it to make, make it worth my time, I needed to charge a fairly significant premium also to ensure they get results, but it really just limited the amount of people I could serve. So at the end of 2019, I kind of wound that down. I still have a couple that I work with on a one-on-one basis, but that's when I really launched the mastermind group format, uh, which is just off and running now and really believe in the power of the community and the mastermind and accountability and everything that goes along with it. So it's been a journey over four years. It was kind of a part-time venture up until mm-hmm. probably beginning of 2019. And that was when I was like, okay, I know I can help a lot of people now. I just got to be fully committed to this. So you run a paid mastermind and like what ballpark, what level would this be? Is this a uh, $29 a month mastermind or is it more, much more, you know, bespoke levels? I mean, how would you, where would you put it? Yeah. So, so yeah, right now it's $300 a month for uh, Oh my gosh, owner. that's wonderful. So, yeah. So it's fairly- that's accessible. Yeah, very accessible for my people, my small business owners. So most people in there, they're definitely established business owners. They're doing at least a couple hundred thousand in revenue. Yeah. I would say the biggest business in there right now is probably one, 1.2 million in revenue. So they're established. They got some team and now they realize I just need help to like turn this into a legit business where I don't need to be in it. Uh, So the price will probably go up over time as we get more and more people in it. So originally it started out at 250 and then we got enough people and now it's 300 and then it'll go up to 350. But yeah. compared to I, when I was doing one-on-one coaching, it was like two grand a month. So it just wasn't accessible for a lot of, you know, small business owners, especially yeah. when I'm teaching them like right. cash right. flow principles. And, you know, yes, although you need this, you know, dropping $2,000 a month will really hamper your cash flow. So I, I found this to be, really the best of both worlds. Plus they're able to leverage everybody else's experience in there too. You know, it's, it's really interesting that we're talking about this right now because we've had our, what has been known as our media influencer makeover where, you know, we're, listen, we're going to replace your publicist, your growth strategist, your branding expert, your media getting person, your speaker bureau, like it's all inclusive. It's not you know, again, completely done for you, bespoke, you know, kind of um, boutique, you know, where we cover, do every, but we do that work together, which I think is a much more efficient way to do that. Uh, you know, and, and you just kind of bring your VA and, and have them follow our systems. But, you know, we've, we've kind of sold, we've sold that at like the $1,800 price point. And, uh, you know, so I, I, you know, we're actually looking at making that much more accessible where, you know, I, the price point will be under $300 a month type thing. Um, What's been your experience, if you don't mind sharing, like, you know, as a business, you know, offering the, offering it at that level, um, how has that been for you personally as a business owner? Yeah, I I think it's been great. You know, one, because it's recurring revenue. um, But two, I think it's more rewarding. It's more rewarding for me because I really get excited to go to these calls. Mm. And, you know, the energy of the group, whereas a lot of times when I was doing one-on-one, they wouldn't show up or they'd be like my, 
kind of my ideal customer is sort of the person that might be too busy to show up, even though yeah. they have to show up. Yeah. Uh, but when there's the accountability of the group, it's like, oh, if I don't go there, Josh and Paul, they're like, gonna, you know, I got to go. So I got to make this priority. So it has been really rewarding, really fulfilling. And then the relationships that get built amongst that group, like mm. how people are connecting offline, we use Slack to communicate. Uh, so it's been really fulfilling. And then, you know, I think it's the, uh, the return on investment for them too is huge because you don't know what you don't know in the business journey. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, what would I have done without this group? I'm so glad someone just sent me an email, a client that originally I invited her in a couple months ago and she said, oh, I don't know. My husband's kind of on the fence. He's not into coaching, blah, blah, blah. And then she reached out again and she just sent me an email literally like yesterday, the day before and said, I am so much kicking myself for not working with you sooner. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, getting over that entrepreneurial mindset of, I got to do this by myself. You know, I was made for this. I can figure it on my own. Yeah, that's great. That might've got you to where you are, but when you can leverage the power of a group and kind of a guide to help you along the way, it is really valuable. So for me, for my business model, it's, it's awesome. Uh, and it really allows me to serve more people in a smaller mm -hmm. amount of time. So me being a time blocking scheduling yes. person, it's like, I know Wednesday is my day to just serve my people and serve them, you know, to the best of my ability instead of and, scrambling all over. And the mastermind is all around systems. Is that right? Yeah. So the general, so the general theme of it is just helping people, you know, kind of achieve what they really want to do with their business. So we all started our business because we wanted to do X, Y, and Z, usually related around money and freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's really where we're trying to go. And then how we do that is helping them with the systems and processes, building the team, troubleshooting their problems. So yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's loosely tied around that because without systems and processes and building a team, you don't really have a business. But I, what I find is usually the first focus is where do you really want to go personally? You know, for mm -hmm. me, my whole goal once I started in the corporate world was just to become self-employed. And once I did that, I didn't really have another vision. It was like, yeah. okay, I guess this is it. Yeah. Uh, and part of it could have been growing up in Michigan because every quote unquote business owner was just the self-employed one man, one woman band. At least yeah. that was my realm. Like my <laughs> dad my was dad. the floor guy. You know, this person was the, the HVAC guy. This was the plumber. So yep. all those people told me don't go into business. So, wow. you know, that was kind of, that's really, you know, what kind of jaded me. And I just thought, well, I guess this is what we do. This is better than working for somebody else. But then I realized I can actually turn my skill into a business and not have to turn the wrench 24 seven. Yeah. Can, would you mind sharing me, Paul, like what you've learned about, you know, what are some helpful tips if someone would love to run a mastermind? <clears throat> me. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, what would you say are like your two or three top tips for, you know, facilitating that community or, you know, just maybe lessons that you've learned from that? Um, you say, oh, gosh, Josh, definitely don't do this. Do that. Yeah. So I would say the first thing is communication. So don't assume anything. It's almost like building your own team of employees. Uh, you know, so don't assume anything over communicate. Yeah. Uh, and what I found is the, the more vulnerable I've become and just sharing what I'm trying to build, yeah. they kind of feed off that. So it's like, Hey, I'm going through these problems as well. And whenever you're more vulnerable, you're going to get better results. It's just kind of hard to open up at first. Uh, so I have found that, you know, that to be really powerful. Um, and when you can set those expectations of like, hey, it's okay, this is a safe place. So, you know, the communication is key. Uh, and then what I have found really valuable is just, you know, it's, it's very basic, but we usually kind of forget about it, you know, is just treating your customer the way you want to be treated. So yeah. uh, having the empathy of what they're going through, 
I'm big on customer experience, you know, whatever service or product we provide as a commodity, because we can get it from anywhere, really, because the world is so flat now with technology and everything. So what are you going to do to set yourself apart from somebody else? And really, you know, for me, if, I, if I'm having a conversation with you and you say, man, I'm really going through this problem. If I know there's a solution and usually that solution is a book, I'll just go on Amazon, order the book, send it to them. They don't know I did it. And then all of a sudden they get me, they get a, I get a message two days later, normally uh, when Amazon Prime delivers in one or two days. And they'll say, oh my gosh, this is like the best surprise I've gotten in so long. You know, a 10 to $15 book for them and so much more. So really just, you know, advocating for them being that person that's always yeah. there for them looking for their blind spots. So that would, that would be just some of the tips I would say for anybody that wants to run a mastermind uh, is you got to be in a hundred percent over communicate and just serve yeah. your people better than anybody else. And then I noticed that you run on Slack. Um, why, why Slack? So I, yeah, so I like Slack. It's kind of, I do too. I, we it's hard to internally. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was, couple things. I didn't want to clog up people's text messages and mm. have group texts and emails. You know, people fall off, people right. forward it. Uh, so it was kind of a one-stop shop. And I didn't want to use Facebook because I don't want you going on Facebook, you know, because right. I might say, hey, I posted in Facebook, but you're going to go to our Facebook group and then you're going to go all over the place. And my mm. job is to make sure you're more efficient with your time. So uh, Slack has just been really good for that, you know, for keeping it all in one place off of Facebook, off your, you know, off of your device in the sense of messaging and email. Yeah. So I have found it just be really valuable in that sense. And then to be able to set up like different groups and private groups and mm. different channels, you know, so that way people know for accountability, go to the accountability thread or for, you know, expert training, go to the expert training thread. So for me, it was just a good way, easy way to organize all of the communications in one space. With with Slack, are, are you just, do you just start a Slack channel and then you, um, are you paying for your members to have premium access to it or? So we just use the free version. So uh, everything we use is free. So there's no extra fee involved there. So yeah, so we yeah. just use, I, I would say for 99.9% .9 of the people, the free version is plenty. Uh, obviously if you want to build it more and more and you want to tie it into a bunch of things, maybe you do the paid and you want more search functionality, but, uh, yeah. so far the free has been perfect. Fantastic, man. Uh, Paul, I'm so glad that we're chatting, uh, you know, and I hope you don't mind me. You know, we talk, I think this is fascinating about like, you know, running a successful, um, uh, mastermind. You, one other thing you, <laughs> that you do is that you limit them to 10 business owners. Is that like 10 business owners, like in a pod or in a cell mm -hmm. in a group or. Yeah. Yep. So we do that just that way to ensure everyone gets a ton of value. And we also do hot seats. So every week, three people get their chance to be in the middle for oh. you know, 20, 25 minutes. So that way everyone gets their turn, you know, every three or four weeks. So it's their turn to just come to the group with their problem. They need feedback. They're stuck. Uh, you know, so it's kind of their turn in the middle and I don't want that to be like, oh, you get it once every two months. You know, I want it to be once every couple of weeks. So by the time you do it, then you go implement it in a week or two, and then it's your turn to come back so we can kind of keep pushing you to reach your full potential. This is fantastic. All right. So you're a big systems guy. And where do, um, like, if you were to say, listen, if there were like two systems that you implemented over the next six months, if you just did this and this, this would completely change your life. Where do you find yourself dispensing that wisdom and having people go, oh, Oh my gosh, you, Paul, you've, <laughs> you've completely transformed my day-to-day -day life. 
Yeah, that's a good question, Josh. So the first thing I would do is look at how you spend your time and help you create a systematic way to schedule every hour when you're working on your business to make sure you're intentional with your time and you're getting the most out of it. So we all get 168 hours in the week and how we spend those hours awake is what's going to determine our success. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, the average American watches 35 hours of TV and they're on social media for 20 to 25 Uh, And that's not during a pandemic. So uh, depending on what's going on in the world, sometimes they're spending a lot more time in there. So really getting intentional with your time. You know, a lot of people say, man, like you're so crazy with your schedule. But what I find is boundaries create freedom. So like my day is planned out. I get up at four in the morning and I'm done working at three o'clock every day. So we have a four-year-old daughter. I want to spend all the afternoon with her. I want to do breakfast with her. So that's why I get up early, get some work done, get my morning routine done. And then usually it's her and I hanging out or the three of us, my wife and her hanging out. So really intentional with not only my work time, but family time and all that. So that'd be the number one thing. The second thing I would recommend everybody do is create a system around the customer experience that you provide. So looking for every single opportunity for you to surprise, delight, and stand out from the crowd with your customers. And it doesn't really cost you any money. It's just a matter of systematically doing this. Usually we only do this when we're busy, or I mean, we're not busy when we're slow, we're looking for more work, all of a sudden we randomly call our customers. But if you can continually do this, you won't have to spend much on marketing or advertising. Your customers will become your number one advocate. Unfortunately, what happens with most business owners is once their customer pays them for the first time, they're kind of like, all right, I got that one, on to the next one. And we're always chasing leads instead of keeping your current customers happier and happier Mm. and just like wowing the heck out of them. So, you know, just a quick example on how do you do that? I mean, I have everything in a calendar of what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. But to our clients, it seems totally sporadic and surprised. Like, oh my gosh, this person sent me something. Or, oh my gosh, this person called me or whatever. So one of our one of our clients in the mastermind, he just referred somebody, that person signed up. They just rebranded, did all this whole new rebranding, their marketing company, and they do a lot of video content. And basically, while, while we're recording this, it's amongst the coronavirus pandemic. So yeah. they really can't go do any work. So a lot of their clients are on hold. So what I'm doing is I'm getting a nice plaque made. They just rebranded and they can't really use their rebranding. So I'm getting a nice plaque made for their office with their new branding and all that. And just sending them saying, hey man, you got this. Thanks so much for the referral. Doing something like that, you know, maybe it cost me a hundred bucks, but that a hundred bucks spent on a current client is way better than trying to go get using that hundred dollars yeah. on more leads. So no kidding. doing fun things like that. So that'd be the two things I recommend, like starting tomorrow, your customer experience journey and, uh, you know, really getting diligent with your time. Well, Paul, we could be chatting uh, again. Gosh, I could spend a lot of time talking with you about stuff. I'm so grateful that we, that we were able to uh, chat today. So um, what would be a great place? Uh, your podcast would be fantastic. Anything else that you'd recommend saying uh, if they want to dive into the world of Paul Masco, where do they start? Yeah. So I, I would definitely agree with that. Josh podcast would probably be the best place. Just search business owners, freedom formula. Uh, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, that would be a great resource. We interview really smart people uh, once a week. And then I do a solo show once a week as well. So I would definitely just go there. And then if you're on the web, you can just go to paulmaskill.com. Fantastic. And that's Paul Maskell. Maskell is M-A-S-K-I-L-L. Paul Maskell, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.